On this bonus episode of Horror Homeroom Conversations, we're considering whether the 1990s was really as bad a decade in horror as people think. I'm Elizabeth <laughs> Irwin. I'm Gwen Hoffman. I'm Don Keatley. And today we're ranking our top 10 horror films of the 1990s, so stay tuned. And I guess I'm going to go first because I may be the biggest fan of the 90s. I'm Dawn. Uh, I may be the (laughs) biggest fan of the 90s here. Not a huge fan of the 80s, unlike Liz and Gwen. Horror in the 90s became interesting. Psychological, complex, innovative. I mean, some of my favorite horror movies are from the 90s. And my top 10 list... I mean, I chose films that have really kind of innovative, interesting scenes, moments, just entire plot twists in them. So without more ado, number 10, Urban Legend from 1998, which actually is a pretty ho-hum kind of movie. But I chose it because of the opening scene, which I think is one of the more terrifying moments in horror. And it kind of does Tucker and Dale versus Evil before Tucker and Dale versus Evil. (laughs) You know, there's this nitwit young woman driving a car goes to a gas station and she's kind of freaked out by the the attendant who seems like he's a little slow a little creepy and so she doesn't listen to him when he's trying to tell her something and what he's trying to tell her is that there is someone in the back seat of her car i just found that like terrifying i mean and it's a really good scene number 9 is a little known ish though it's better known now i think canadian film from 1997 called cube which is like when I discovered Cube it was actually after I had watched numbers of the Saw films and I was like wow Mm. Saw really ripped off the the entire premise of the traps and be you know people waking up being trapped in a room having to escape they ripped it off from Cube so if you haven't seen it definitely see Cube number eight is Tremors which is a film I just flat out love (laughs) and I love Kevin Bacon I loved Kevin Bacon in the 90s no Raising Arizona no that was that was yeah yeah it's the 90s doing like redoing 50s creature movies tongue-in-cheek and it was just fabulous and I thought pretty innovative too Number seven is Scream 2. So Gwen's yes. not going to be happy that I have two screams in my top ten. <laughs> oh, um, bold. But Scream 2, again, like Urban Legend, isn't the greatest film. But it, and I think it came out in like 97. But I just, I love it for the opening scene with Jada Pinkett in it. And the way in which that film is sort of speaking to how race works in horror film generally. It was, it, and you know, like the metatextual nature of them looking at the screen, which is the story of Scream. Anyway, love that. Number six is Silence of the Lambs. I guess I had to put that on there. Um, 91. <laughs> I guess I, I don't like this film as much as a lot of other people do. I know people rave about it. But it too had, I love it for Jodie Foster. I love it for the chilling scene, speaking of like lessons learned, when Buffalo Bill captures the girl by asking her to help him move the sofa into the truck, and she does it. And then the scene in the ambulance when Hannibal sits up with uh, the skin mask over his face. But yeah, the scenes between Hannibal Lecter and Jodie Foster just are are worth that ending in at number five here. And then number four, I've got Single White Female, another with Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Leigh. 
I love that film, and it too has one of those sort of standout, creepy moments when Jennifer Jason Lee and Bridget Fonda are at the beauty salon, and Hetty, Jennifer Jason Lee, walks down the stairs after having got her makeover looking exactly like. <laughs> Bridget Fonda, mm-hmm. and like she thinks that's okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I you have mean your it's not? hair, I have your outfit, and that's you're fine with that, right? I'm taking over your identity, but nothing creepy about that. No. So, and then number three is Scream. I love Scream. I, I love the, the constant references to other films. The more I've watched this, the more I realize that Billy Loomis says almost nothing that is not a quote from a film or about a film. <laughs> And it shows how by 1996, we were just so immersed in media. Like it was our lives. It was our reality. And I think Scream tapped into that better than any other film. Number two is The Sixth Sense from 1999. Just because I never saw the twist coming floored me. I was like, wow, that was very cool. Good plotting there. And also because of the genuinely creepy scenes of the dead people when the kid is seeing the dead people like in the world. I just thought that was terrifying. And then my number one is, and you must know what it is because I haven't mentioned it yet, um, <laughs> The Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, and and I'll, no. I'm, just, I'm just choosing this because this film freaking terrified me when I watched it. Like, it terrified me. Yeah. Only this and Paranormal Activity have scared me a lot. I never go in the woods that I don't think about The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Um, And, you know, all of these films have iconic scenes. The ending where Heather is running around screaming in the house and she sees Mike just standing in the corner, I think is one of the most chilling moments in horror film. So that's me. So this is why I love doing these lists because part of the joy for me, selfishly, is I just love trying to figure out what you guys are going to pick. And I love how different we are because I think I would actually be disappointed if we all came in and had the same thing. And I, I love that we all have all those those differences. And it's inter- interesting that the things that you love about the 90s films is exactly why I hated the 90s. It just felt like a really long nap. That's like, how I feel about the Blair Witch Project. It was just... And it's not, <laughs> some of those films oh are really God, good films. sorry. Like, some of those films are really good films. Like, I'm really happy you're the one that turned me on to Cube, and I really did it's like so that good. film. And I did enjoy Urban Legend, because I, I liked the reemergence of that kind of, like, teen slasher yeah, film. Yeah, the teen it slasher. Was fun. But I think that what you love, those psychological thrillers and the creep factor and that eeriness and just that looming threat is what I hate. I want to see blood. I want to see gore. I want to see punishment. I want to see, like, ridiculous, like, outlandish humor, stuff that you're not supposed to laugh at, you're laughing at. So I think that that's why. So it's not necessarily that those are bad films. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for saying my top ten are bad films. They're not not bad films. And I I don't want to come across that way. However, I'm, I'm sure once I read my list, you guys are going to be like, yeah, you're a buffoon. But I'm okay with that. I, I accept my role. So, true to form, I can never rank my films because I have such a hard time. I can tell you what my number one is. Death okay. Wait, you seriously oh, didn't good. rank it again? No. Oh. I didn't. I have such a hard time even picking it's what's going to be here. in my I list. I think this is yeah. my thing. Like, I was waffling between 10 and 11. I was like, oh, you know, I don't yeah. know. So, I just have such a hard time ranking some of them. And I mean, God, when you have to decide if I'm going to leave, you know, I don't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer off my list, th- these are tough decisions, yeah, you know? It's tough. <laughs> 
I did love that film. That, that is a really good film. Yeah. So um, I just chronologically, Misery. I absolutely love Misery. Oh, so good. Um, Almost on my list. Yeah. There's, yeah the, it, there's just something about the the characters that are built, and I was just always waiting to see what was what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And I love Kathy Bates, and there were so many good films at, at that time period with Kathy Bates too. Yeah. She was just like a rock star at that time. She's always a rock star. Well, at yeah. This yeah. Time. yeah. What are you talking about? Down. At all times. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. I love some of the little stories in that. The Vow has always stayed with me. The Cat from Hell. I really enjoy The Cat from Hell. I mean, when that thing comes crawling out his chest, I, it just brings me such joy. That feels like an 80s film, too. So it it's does. not surprising that you would have it that. It really does. Kind of throwback yeah. to some of the creep shows. So I, I really enjoyed that film. I love my horror comedy, so Repossessed. Leslie Nielsen, Linda Blair. I mean, the song, the title song that comes from that. I mean, that gets stuck in my head like You want to give else. us a few lyrics? I, it's, I really do, but I won't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You said support of me. Yeah. I was back and forth between People Under the Stairs and Candyman, and I had to vote People Under the Stairs off the island because I really love what it does with suburbia, but Tony Todd is just, I love Tony Todd and Candyman. So, just the idea of the Candyman character has stayed with me to this day. My best friend, I mean, we've been friends for over 30 years and she still remembers when I made her watch that movie and I used to have those Venetian blinds in my house that would be mirrors on one side and as soon as the movie was over I flipped the, the blinds to the mirrors and I start doing Candyman she was ready to pee her pants and it's like just those ideas of Candyman have stayed with me and so that says something about him as an actor and the character itself next was Sleepwalkers I really enjoyed Sleepwalkers. And I don't really have a good reason why. I mean, maybe it speaks to me being that crazy cat lady, but I I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked the music from it. I liked, I just liked everything about it. Serial Mom, 1994. Called that. Yes. Oh, I know you called that because it's on every top 10 list I can fit it in. Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Not Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood. Mm. Angie Everhart was really fantastic in that film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you got one of the Corys in it. So, Crypt Keeper. You can't go wrong with Crypt Keeper. Next, I went with Stir of Echoes. Um, Ooh. I, I liked that film. And I think that that's something that, you know, we could kind of agree on. That was a psychological thriller. It, I mean, it's a remake, essentially. But I don't know. I just enjoyed it. Then, definitely going to end on a high note. We got Deep Blue Sea, which has by <laughs> oh, far yeah. my favorite death scene ever in a horror film with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It was fun. It was over the top. And then, last but not least, definitely not least, is Lake Placid. Yeah. Uh, Are you putting that at number one? No, I'm not. Oh, but as okay. Liz and I were talking about earlier I mean you cannot go wrong when you have Betty White in a film especially Betty White shoving a cow into the water to feed a ginormous crocodile so that's a fantastic film but if I had to pick a number one it's not going to come as a shocker it will be Serial Mom well as somebody who joined the Betty White fan club officially when she was seven year old (laughs) and still pays dues to the fan club today I co-sign that one yes that's a fantastic film surprisingly though it is not on my list what you didn't put it on your Okay. I, it was like number 11 for me. Yeah, I mean, it was very close to the top for me. And I, can I just add that I ah. missed out Candyman at number five. I s- totally skipped over number five. Oh. Well, I think the good news is that I only duplicated two films. 
that I think you guys have talked about so far. So that's pretty good. Wow. But before I begin, though, I have to preface this by saying that what I thought would be my number one isn't actually my number one because I screwed up the date. So it should have been my number one on my 80s. And that is Lady in White. So if you haven't seen Lady in White, check that out. But for this list, I'm going to start number 10 with Jacob's Ladder from 1990. Uh, That's a good film. And this is total psychological horror and what I really love about it is that it underscores how trauma can change your brain and you're really not sure what's actually happening versus what's being imagined and it's this sort of cool look at like the liminal space that exists for people when they have PTSD so that's a big recommendation for me I love Jacob's Ladder number nine I'm going with Campfire Tales from 1997. That almost made my list. See? I was back and forth about it, but I was like, ah, no, it's too contrived. It's not that different than... So. Yeah, no, that's a good one, though. I'm always surprised that not more people have seen this because it seems like it's a, a ramped-up goosebumps in a lot of ways, and it's definitely tween-friendly horror. Yeah. So you're not going to find, like, the big jump scares or, like, the blood and guts that you're looking for. But if you want to enjoy horror that you can also share with children, this is, I think, one of the best out there. Number eight is Cat in the Brain from 1990. And okay, so this movie is very meta, very self-referential, and it did it all before Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And I think he gets the credit for a lot of things that Cat in the Brain did before he got there. Uh, Let's see. It is an Italian horror comedy. So if you're looking for something that's not American based, that is one I would definitely recommend. I have not. Yeah, neither have I. Oh, you guys should check it out. I think you would both enjoy that. My number seven is Ticks from 1993. (laughs) Listen, I love a good B-level horror film with just disgusting, silly, stupid monsters. And I mean, you can't get much dumber (laughs) than being consumed by ticks. But it really is this underappreciated gem. And I don't know why people don't enjoy this movie more because the central construct at the middle of the movie is that basically these people are growing marijuana plants and they put them on steroids and the runoff creates these just crazy ticks. Mm. For people who enjoy environmental horror, I'm looking at you, Gwen. This might be one worth watching if you haven't already seen it. Number six is a movie dear to my heart. That's 1990s Frankenhooker. Yes! Yes! Yes. It is basically softcore porn merging with horror. But it is so hysterically it feels funny. It's so 80s to me. That's why I love it. Oh, it definitely feels yeah. 80s. I mean, it's exploitation, but it's so ridiculous. Did you take it seriously? Because no. I've argued this with people who are like, this no. is awfully offensive. No. I'm like, that's entirely <laughs> the point. And I'm so grateful that you put it on your list because I had oh, to yeah. put Frank and Hooker off the list in, in place of repossessed. So it's such a good, it's such a good time. I mean, it's definitely one of the looser adaptations of Mary Shelley's <laughs> classic. <laughs> we'll go uh, with that. Uh, yeah. Done. <laughs> Number five is 1992's Dr. Giggles, which I'm actually shocked that one of you did not already have. It's basically about a doctor who goes to a mental hospital and he goes back to the town that tortured his father to death. And Larry Drake, who was in L.A. Law, that's probably what people will mostly know him for, is Dr. Giggles. He just commits these horribly, horribly atrocious crimes, but yet he's hysterically funny while he does it. In a lot of respects, it does feel like horror comedy to me. So I'm a big enthusiastic supporter of Dr. Giggles. Uh, Totally switching gears for number four is 1999's Audition. Yeah. And this is 
bleak, just soul-crushing, and it's Japanese horror. It has what I would consider one of the more memorable endings in recent memory. It's violent. It's disgusting. It is so <laughs> disgusting. If you can't handle vomit, this is not for you. And okay. I normally can't, but in this movie, it's just... It's Bad, such... I start giggling and getting oh, giddy when you start talking about it. When <laughs> I saw it in the theater, like I was like literally <gasps> clutching my pearls. It was awful. No, I can't. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it pearls. was just too much. Number three is, now we have some overlap, is Silence of the Lambs. And I can't actually tell you if this is a good movie or not because it's completely nostalgic for me at yeah. this point. This was the first horror film that I remember going to the movie theater to see. And I saw it at least 12 times with my friends. Like wow. this was the Friday night movie that you would go and see. And what was cool about it is there would be all these little details that you would miss. I remember the one scene of her when she's in the pit. You would get, like, this panning shot up, oh, and yeah. you would you see, like, nails. little embedded nails. Yeah. Number two is from 1990, and that is Misery, which Gwen yes. has already expounded on the amazingness that is Kathy Bates. But <laughs> I will say that I am reminded of this movie every time I get on Twitter, because I can't think of a movie that has predicted modern fandom better than this movie. So... Yeah. <laughs> Just leave you with that. And then my number one is 1992's Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Oh, I should have seen that. Yeah, you yeah. should have seen that coming. I so should have seen that coming. It got pummeled when it was released. Yeah. Because people are like, what is this? This is yeah. not what we wanted. It is a prequel. It does go all in on the horror of sexual abuse. And it's so devastating. But it's also, because it's David Lynch, it's also strangely hypnotic. And this is one that, honestly, people are going to love it or they're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, most people hate it. <laughs> but I'm in the camp that really, really loves it. So that is my top ten so list. So while you're talking about what camp you're in with, with Twin Peaks, I yeah. think that you're the only one that didn't really weigh in on what camp are you in on the 90s. And you will be judged for this. See, I was we hoping have to escape that. divergent views <laughs> over on the side about the 90s. My favorite decade is probably actually the 70s because I yeah. also really enjoy highly brutal films. So those are our lists. Uh, let us know if you agree, disagree, comment, gripes, observations, all that good stuff. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.